Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Well Nurse Podcast. This is episode number 58. My name is Slater, and I'm here with Eric and Caitlin. Hey, guys. Hello. Nailed it. <laughs> Everyone's back together. It only took six months. And we're all far apart, hundreds of miles apart. Thousands for me. Oh, yeah, thousands. Again. Yeah. Thousands. Can you guys hear the fan behind me? No. Okay, cool. Cool. I can't. Can you, Eric? Yeah, with headphones on, I can hear it, but I don't think it's that bad. Oh. My computer's so old, I can't use a mic or headphones. It doesn't, like, want to communicate properly. It's a... Keep it on, dude. It's not that bad. Oh, it's a... I like to live in a sauna. It's cool. All the reptiles back there are like, it's cold. <laughs> Straight up desert in that one. This one's in 84 degrees and the room's like 90. Oh, jeez. Um, it's 60-something here. Yeah. yeah it, was just, it was chilly today here, too, but my room's pretty warm from the sun. Now it's dark out, though, because I'm ahead of you guys. Nice. The weather in Monterey this week is just going to get better and better and better. Yeah, you picked the warm weekend to come back, dude. Adam Ernster freaking texted me like two days ago. I was like, dude, the weather looks great on Sunday. And yeah. I was like, I know, because I've been checking it since the last freaking year. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the weather looks like literally it's like the highest it's going to get is four knots of wind, it says. So if that's, oh, the, if that's the truth, it's going to be a nice day on the water. It's going to be like your last October one. Has it been pretty uh, sunny in the afternoons, or no, not really? It's actually been pretty sunny here. Um, the fog, we had consistent fog for almost, like, two weeks, and it oh. it finally kind of laid off. Yeah, the last, like, uh, four or five days or so, so it's gotten better, yeah. That's what uh, every everybody I've talked to in Monterey that lives there or works there or whatever has said that they've been, like... I remember I talked to Danny a couple weeks ago, and he said, I can barely see my bow right now. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty bad but we still were able to find stuff it was, it was pretty good yeah i was gonna say i guarantee you still saw whales <laughs> yeah we did the good old yeah it, the passengers kind of freak out they're like how'd you do that we do the whole listening thing you know we shut down or we just like get as quiet as possible and they're like that was amazing so it's kind of cool to show off our ear skills i tell people that you know when i'm down here or whoever i'm talking to, i'm like yeah but you know it's foggy in the summer Honestly, though, we just shut the boat off and listened. And then next thing you know, we're watching 10 blue whales. And they're like, no. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did it the other day. People were like, whoa. <laughs> Freaking Monterey Bay. Yeah. We've had and to do that get... a few times this summer. But then we're also in the middle of the tuna fleet. So it's really stressful because then you're also listening and watching for, like, wakes and small boats. And, ugh. Yeah. The funny thing is we say we're going to do that and like we tell passengers we're going to turn off the engine and get really quiet uh, so we can hear the whales and then you get some people who just like didn't get the part and then they start yapping we just like look and I'm like you're no help. <laughs> yeah at least on our boat you can stand on the bridge and even if people are talking downstairs you can't really hear them. Yeah. You uh there's tons of commercial fishing boats huh when you're whale watching Caitlin? Um, yeah, well, it kind of depends on, like, where the whales are, but this season, we've been on, like, the northwest corner of Stellwagen Bank, like, all summer, so, and that's a hot fishing spot, um, so, like, there were days where there were, I'm not kidding, 25 to 30 boats on the radar, and we couldn't see a single one. 
because it was so foggy and we were like we know that we're surrounded for the next quarter mile but like we can't see anybody what are they fishing for is it all the tuna fleet or someone or is yeah. it something else really yeah, out there it's tuna and they sit on anchor for the most part so at least oh, that okay. a little less stressful because you know they're not all zipping around they're all just sitting there unless they're fighting fish um but yeah, it's like it was so intimidating to look at the radar screen and be like, "There's so many boats, and I can't see any of them." <laughs> do you see the boats from Wicked Tuna over there? Yeah. Yeah, you do, right? You do? I seen you post yeah. about the it. actual ones in the show. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So no we way. we park at Rose's Wharf, which is where one of the fuel stations is. So some of the guys pull in there for fuel. But did you not see my Instagram story the other week? Yeah, when I saw it. Roll. I didn't see it. So. They're filming with a helicopter on, like, one of the last days they were shooting for this season that's about to come out. Uh-huh. And all the boats were in Gloucester Harbor on the Outer Harbor, and they were shooting from the helicopter. And I'm pretty sure they were trying to make it look like they were out on the bank. And they oh, were just, like, popped in really tight, and all the boats were sitting there together. So, <laughs> so then we, like, got on the loudspeaker on our boat, and we are like, if you want to see how they film Wicked Tuna, all the boats are right here. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> It really blows my mind how they have Wicked Tuna, the crab fishing, you know what I mean? Like, all these different fishing and, like, crocodiles. Like, they have so many different shows. How is there not a whale watch show? Like, yeah. it's just like, what? This is, I think, There's Monterey more drama in whale watching than there is. Exactly. I mean, if yep. someone that's on one of the production panels or teams of those shows is listening to our podcast i want first dibs that you can make money it's off of this like this yeah. is my million dollar idea just listening to our our radio traffic some days you know it would be would be people would pay to listen to some of the stuff they like you know how, like deadliest catch they sometimes have to like make up drama you don't have to make there it up here no need for that <laughs> it's plenty of organic material like yeah you may think that it's all whatever, blue skies and whales, but there's a lot more on the inside of the whale industry than there is just the whale. <laughs> we won't name names, but I'm just saying, if you want to make a lot of money, just let me know. <laughs> just just literally right there at Fishman uh, could could be a whole whole show itself. Well, and Moss Landing could be its little sister show. Yeah. Or they could, you know, argue back and forth between those two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we and can throw in our... comes all the way over. Oh, my God, there's two in our whales. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> we can there's... throw in our, our Santa Cruz buddies. The thing is, there's so many whales in that bay, you really don't have to, like, fight over whales or something. Like, you know. You don't have to. Most days. Yeah. Eric, are you there? Oh, Eric, he froze. Eric's frozen with a single smile. <laughs> he didn't want to say anything. <laughs> oh, no. He'll be back, I'm sure. I hope so. What happened to him? Uh, so did you whale watch it this week? Um, I have not been out since Friday. Weather? Yeah. They went out today, but today was like my scheduled day off. <clears throat> and I heard they got their butts kicked. Nice. I went out today and shot photos of a yacht that they're selling. And it was nice to be on the water, but I did not see any animals. I honestly didn't really even look. Well, pretty soon it'll be gray whale time. That's like still three months away or four months. Oh, that's it's, true. It comes so much later in Southern California. And we're not even going to... Well, not even that. They're not even going to... 
show oh, no, up. Boston. They're not even going to show up until like February here. Because even on the southbound migration, they like really bend it offshore and then hook it in towards Dana. So a lot of times you miss them in Newport. Yeah. But February, come February, you get tons of whales. Hi. I'm back. I'm back. I don't know what happened there. That was weird. You were smiling for a long time. <laughs> we thought you just didn't have a comment based on our conversation, and then we realized you were frozen. No, yeah, you sounded like robots, and then all of a sudden everything just stopped. I don't know what happened. Eric. Uh-huh. Caitlin, to fill you in, Caitlin didn't go well watching this week. It's bad weather, and today's her day off anyways. And um, what's it called? Did you go well watching this week? Yeah, I've been watching pretty much every day as usual yeah every day um little humpback whales humpback whales back whales humpback whales um humpback whales yeah i've heard some blue <laughs> whales that time of year too. uh yeah, they were actually inside the bay and then we had like two inside the bay and then oh no I'll fill it in. I think there was a couple of blue whales in the bay. <laughs> but, yeah, they were a little far. So I didn't get very many looks at them. But I know some other boats did. All right. Well, Eric's back. So we can finally talk about uh, life on our planet. <laughs> go for it. Who wants to go first? I got it last episode. He said he cried. Yeah. Night and in the day. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good documentary. I mean, I took notes. I don't know if you want to go first, Eric. You heard what I talked about earlier. <laughs> I know you said you think it's like a lot of documentaries, but how could you say that? Because this one's about David Attenborough's life. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, it's from his point of view. And the thing is about some of the things is like happening so fast right now. You don't have to be an older guy like David Attenborough to actually see it, you know, kind of like. What means later, what we were talking about before recorded, like just from a me seeing like a fish standpoint, you know, I'm seeing like the number and sizes of certain fish in our area shrink, you know, so obviously our ocean is being impacted and stuff like that. So it's no longer like it has to be an old man to tell you back when I was a kid, you know, to see these changes. I mean, there's younger people who who can see these changes. and who knows, like, even a lot of the, the changes we're seeing out in our ocean, even for us well-watching people, as far as, like, species not being seen frequently anymore, you know, in a certain areas, you never know. I mean, it could be due to climate change. It could be due to, you know, our Pacific Decadal Oxalation. You never know, you know. It's no longer a thing that seems to be happening slowly. It, it's obviously as humans accelerating all these changes, whether it be environmental, well, environmental also includes, you know, our animals and all that's good, good stuff. In fact, when I was just talking to some of my old Southern California buddies, remember when Southern California was the blue whale hotspot off of Long Beach, you know, yeah, Orange like County and stuff like that? Yeah. And, and look, you know, what happened to like Delta? I remember Hook used to always be there. Nacho, I can name all of yeah. them. You know? And then like literally one year, even finwells too yeah yeah so you know it's 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 something that um i don't even i don't even know if newport even saw a blue whale this summer i think they saw like a two or like 
you know, but way off or like way up the coast or down the coast, not like just in Newport Beach. Yeah. And Newport was like definitely one of the top hot spots in Newport Canyon and then especially out by the oil rigs for the blue whales. Yeah. Uh, I know that they didn't see very many whales like the entire, like they had a great June, I think, in July for some reason with some humpback, with one humpback that mm-hmm. uh, twitched with like the messed up fluke. Yeah. And then they didn't see him for like, I don't know. August, September was like really bad, and then now this month, which every October it seems like we get hump, they get humpbacks back in Newport again. Now they have yeah. like three of them. Yeah. <coughs> Bless you. But it seems hey, like I moved my mic. How do you know I sneezed? <laughs> I can still hear it. But yeah, the shows on Netflix. You know, there's so many on envi- on you know environmental issues, and I understand people want the message, you know, to be blasted out there, but. Uh, yeah. It's scary. It's like people don't listen. One thing I'm really worried about is like how well, I'm going to probably get a lot of hate for this. There's so many people out there who say, I love whales. I love whales. But all they love is like orca and stuff like that. And all they care about is about is yeah. sudden residence. It's like you guys remember the vaquita. I can count how many vaquita there are probably on one hand. You know, mm-hmm. we should be prioritizing that. But I am honestly hard though i think for the vaquita because none of us can go down there and get photos of them you know what i mean yeah like if i knew i could spend 1500 bucks to fly down there and get a photo of a vaquita i would for sure go and do that but it's just like it could probably cost you ten thousand dollars to maybe see one yeah and every other and every other whale watching trip i bring up the vaquita and there's always someone that goes what's a vaquita and that's easy that really sucks you know (laughs) and the first thing that person asks on board is usually um you know how many times do you see orca? Are we gonna see orca? It's like, uh, yeah, it is suck. It does suck because, uh, it, and you know why? Like, it's the same reason we get so excited to see. Like, you you gotta think that like killer whales are definitely one of the most. I still feel that way about blue whales too. It's just tougher to get someone to be like, ah, look at that blue whale because they only get to yeah. see ten percent. They're not like looking at it how we are. Like that that is the biggest animal ever to live on this planet. Like for sure. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I feel like the older generations of people that come on the boat appreciate the blue whale even if they yep. only even if they don't see it fluke. And like a lot of people that are like, you know, 50, 60 years old and older that come on the boat and see a blue whale will say, "Oh, well, when I was a kid, they told me I would probably never see one." Yeah, so I've I heard that from people. Like yeah. that gets people going, but like the younger generations who like had no I didn't get that message as a kid or like it's such an abstract thing to look at. Like in general, blue whales are usually pretty boring and like only flute <laughs> sometimes, right? Like, people are, yeah. are we going to see blue whales today? And in my back of my mind, I'm like, I hope we only get like one or two looks at one and then we go watch something more interesting. <laughs> like, check and that's it just, it's, it's just because you want to keep the people's attention, you know? Yeah. Cause they're, they're generally you know, pretty boring animals. Occasionally I've seen blue whales do amazing things. So have you guys, but you know, most of the time when you see a blue whale, you see Bring it's it back forever, yeah. a tiny dorsal fin, and then it's gone. I mean, it, 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 it's almost like people need to start being aware that loving one thing is not going to save the planet. You got to think of it as a whole, even like Slater brought up a long time ago. Slater, remember when we went shooting, uh, we wanted to go photograph deer and stuff like that. And yeah. you literally put up a photo of a deer, and people are like, "Stick to whales, bro." It's oh like, yeah, the bear photo is the one that someone's yeah. like, stick to whales. We like, you know, we can't do like, that. Oh guys. no, I'm not allowed to love all of nature. Sorry. Exactly. No. You know, and sadly, I've only built my page around whales. 
yeah. to this but day. I know, so. But I know you love other things. I personally have taken you. You know, look at you now. Look literally right behind you. You know, you love reptiles and stuff, stuff like that. Yeah. But there's people who literally, like, just care about, like, you're not going to save the planet that way, guys. We got we to gotta care about everything out there, you know? Yeah. Or it honestly seems like it's way worse off right now than the ocean. Although it's only because we can't see the ocean, you know? Like, we yeah. can't look through the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> I was listening, Eric, you know that podcast I texted you about the other day, Future Ecologies? Oh, I love that, yeah. It's a really good podcast. It's on my recommendation list for this episode. But um, I was listening to one about the um, Coast Manzanitas in California. And they literally have, like, one left of this one variety of man- Manzanita. And the guy who's in charge of, like, curating it and coming up with a, like, reproduction plan for it is, like... I'm so much more optimistic about this plant than if I were to work on the ocean. And I was like, are you really? <laughs> oh, that's sad to say. Yeah. That's so he's funny. You mentioned like, that. Yeah. You so optimistic. You have one plant. Like, what are you going to do? And he's like, well, fortunately, this is a less complex problem to solve than if I worked on the ocean. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> I, speaking of the Southern residents and how it is like a species that's highly, um, you know promoted to save they uh i i believe there's like a talk coming up i don't know if it just happened or it's this week or what but it's on uh putting like a lot of uh moratoriums and stuff on them this next year well how about a moratorium on salmon fishing yeah how about a conversation about dam removal no yeah it's 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 so funny that like they're just annoyed of the whale watch communities because they always have eyes on the animals and they're, they're, they know too much. You know what I mean? I mean, there was basically a moratorium on whale watching this year because of COVID and nothing, like, it didn't help, I wouldn't say. No. Yeah, the only thing it helped was us not getting, you know, more documentation of them. Well, well the thing is that they, they, I don't know, they blacklisted the whale watchers and they don't realize that it's literally the whale watching boats and the whale watchers who are spreading the word out there to save these animals, you know, and, well, they're, and they're, they're keeping an yeah, eye on Exactly. Yet there's some government agencies who want to, you know, make it look like the whale watchers are the black uh, or the, are the bad guys, you know? So yeah. that's ridiculous. <sighs> yeah. That's a, that's, um, Eric, one intense situation that I'm not sure I would be willing to go into in that, in and participate in that industry like i love killer whales i love the pacific northwest uh, but if everyone's just gonna keep playing this game of blame the whale watchers blame the boaters and not get serious about the real issue which is the poor salmon stocks like i feel like you're wasting your breath yeah i know it's so funny because all like the first thing when i saw that i was like god i i want to move up there and promote the hell out of whale watching and say like you can still go, you can still see transients, you can still see you know hard porpoise, dolls, porpoise, minke whales, humpback whales, you know eagles, deer, like so many things in the Pacific Northwest from the water mm-hmm. um, that you should still go there because I know it's going to hurt them when because people people say like oh you have to stay one half a half mile away from them or a mile in certain areas or whatever it is they're going to think that's people don't like people don't read. They read like the the headline, and they don't read that that's just on Southern Resident Killer Whales. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, so they're gonna be like, "Oh, no whale watching, whale watching up there. there." I would still love to go whale watching there, but I don't think I have the bandwidth to be involved, like as a part of the industry. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. God, that's got to be so exhausting. 
like more power to the people that are fighting a good fight up there but like oh i would not i don't envy them yeah, it's got to be tough That's for sure well because okay they're... so i had some thoughts on uh life on our planet and eric you're right um i think that at this point you don't have to be in your 90s to notice that things are changing on our planet rapidly things are changing to the point where kids can even notice that things are going on yeah Uh, and i think you know it was kind of like well how the hell did we get here you know like and he said you know the wild was for a time or the wild was far from unlimited it was finite and people really didn't understand that i mean i think people really still don't understand that um by the 1970s when they first tried to document you know everything around the world and put it out to the world everything he it was already wildlife was becoming noticeably scarce um and then uh during that time when he was talking about the save the whales movement there was a quote that he said um we have pursued animals to extinction many times in our history but now that it was visible it was no longer acceptable yeah so in some ways i think you know maybe even though everybody's repeating the same message and there's lots of content about the decline of our planet it's like we've got to find a way to reach people and so far we're not getting them all so maybe it's not a bad thing to oversaturate like netflix um and just inspire people to save something you know but um all we can do is really show the most positive highlights of them because like showing them get slaughtered isn't isn't very motivating like yeah you know what i mean like we've talked about that on seriously 10 episodes yeah probably. i mean it motivates some people but i don't think you're going to capture a wide audience the right way with that kind of footage now you need like something heartwarming like they show that orangutan in the tree with its mom or like you know yeah. what i mean yeah something like that yeah and one of the quotes he said also, which is kind of like to us, it's like, well, duh. But I feel like people don't grasp this. Is anything that you cannot do forever is by definition unsustainable. Yeah. Like, hello. Oh, <laughs> he yeah. said that when they were putting down all the trees for <laughs> harvesting. Yeah. The one thing, I mean, he made it simple. I mean, I like how he showed the, the population going up, you know. I like that. Uh, the 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 OT tally too because I remember being at San Diego <laughs> I mean I remember even when I was in school it's never going to break 400 you know and then next thing here you know are. here we are and that's the norm now you know yeah uh, yeah. yeah and when he said that quote I kind of like thought about that for a few minutes I kept pausing the movie which kept driving Slater crazy because he thought I was done with it and I was like I have 20 minutes left and he's like how <laughs> I called her and I was like are you freaking done with this thing yet or what <laughs> but one of the things I wrote is I mean, the, my blanket thought is any extractive industry that requires government subsidies to survive, that just needs to go. That Sorry, yeah. cut the cord. There are a lot of aspects of our agriculture industry, our fishing industry, oil and gas. Those are all getting government subsidies. Like my yeah. tax dollars are going to subsidize these industries that are like having the worst practices possible. Yeah. Um, and then the, I think the only statistic that really like blew my mind was that by weight, only 4% of mammals on earth are wild animals. The rest are us. 
and our food. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That was, to me, that was insane. Like, by weight, we only have 4% wild mammals left. I mean, that includes whales, right? Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Did they weigh them properly, though? Because, I mean, they're in the water. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't see a big scale out there. I'm not sure if they did. I don't know. There sure are a lot of us and a lot of animals that we eat, though. Yeah. I mean, that's nuts. Um, and he called it, you know, it's like a series of one-way doors. And I think that's a good way to put it is um, that we keep opening these doors and closing them behind us and we can't reopen them. And yep. uh, I liked his concept. And I, this is something that's been growing in popularity of rewilding the world. Um, but also that we need to make healthcare accessible for everyone, raise the standard of living for more people, keep girls in school longer, um, and follow the Earth's prompts with this biomimicry concept of like the Earth powers itself. Yeah. Without digging up dead dinosaurs. What's funny know? is someone else brought up that healthcare thing too. Um, n- not many people get that theory that prevention is cheaper than um, treatment, you know? Way cheaper. Well, and it's pretty monumental what happens when you keep girls in school longer too, when you look at some of the case studies from. Um, the Middle East and from Africa, you know, entire villages, their lives are transformed when you keep the girls in school longer. And then, you know, healthcare also becomes a priority. So, you know, we got to, it's like that Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Like if people are going to get to the top of the pyramid and start to think outside of their own needs, we've got to provide those baseline needs for them so that they can have the bandwidth to tackle problems like conservation. Yeah. If someone's worried about putting food on the table and paying their medical bills, they don't give a hoot about, you know, burrowing owls or earthworms or cactus, you know? Yeah. So true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And, And in all honesty, as far as like people needing to give up things and change their lifestyle, we're talking about a fairly small group of people on the planet that need to learn to live with less. When you look at how many people live at what income threshold on the planet. We're talking about a pretty small group of people that need to step down their lavish lifestyle. Yeah. So those are some of my thoughts. Um, And then also, you know, even if we don't understand the, the importance and the function of every single species, I think we have this overwhelming evidence that biodiversity is the key to how our planet functions. And so Things like the vaquita, I might not be able to tell you the exact ecological niche that it fills in the Gulf of California, but I can tell you that it's like pulling on a string. You know, if you if you lose the vaquita, it's just going to all start to unravel up there. Yep. A lot of species, we don't know um, what their function was until they're gone. And yep. then, then what do you do? Exactly. How many species do you think? Or like in the twi- like in the deep that have gone extinct that we never even saw, but have like in the last fifty years, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, when I was Guaranteed in elementary school, be they said that about you know insects in the Amazon. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guess Australia has like the most um, the most extinct mammals on the planet. Like they've lost so many mammals there. Yeah, this is totally kind of off track, but Slater just brought up something I should probably remind our listeners. Um, uh, Noah's Nautilus is uh, off of uh, the Central Coast right now doing live feeds again. So, oh, oh nice! Cool. 
they they did um they were up north north of me at least and now they're off of more towards the channel islands so if you guys are bored check out uh go on google search nautilus uh rv nautilus it's noah's research vessel that has a um, rov that's doing live feeds and they're actually going down there recording everything and actually like describing everything so it's actually fun to watch it's really cool yeah they um they've made some actual pretty cool discoveries during the last few broadcasts they did they yeah uh -huh. garden yeah i was the actually telling the whale fall yeah. the whale fall yeah i was actually telling someone back when i was at the aquarium of the pacific we shall link up with the nautilus and okeanos and uh do almost like a talk show with them and that year when I was there, they actually made discoveries literally, you know, while they were broadcasting. And mm -hmm. what's cool is, you know, that satellite feed, they'd see something. They're like, oh, cool. It's a nudibranch. They're like, no one knows about nudibranchs here. They would literally call that person. They literally call them. And they're yeah. like, hello. They're like, literally woke them up, you know, and they're like, hey, click on the feed. You know, tell us what this is. And sometimes it was literally like, I've never seen this before. This might be new. It was so cool. So. <laughs> yeah i think that's awesome that they like like same thing with the whale fall i think they didn't really have any experts when they discovered it so they called in some people yeah so that was pretty cool yeah but yeah it just reminded me yeah there's so much stuff on the bottom of the ocean that is probably gone and we didn't even know it's there you know mm -hmm. yep yeah. yeah i think that's that's a fair point to make um and i think his his parting quote on the film was the living world will endure will endure we humans cannot presume the same and it just kind of reminded me of the book the world without us i don't know if either of you have read it mm -mm. but it's basically about like it's like a forecast of like what the planet will look like 20 years after humans are gone 50 years after humans are gone 100 years you know it yeah. goes down the line looking at how at first things um Regard in regards to our infrastructure, will like have a total meltdown, like nuclear power plants and sewers and water, um, with all the infrastructure we've built. But then it doesn't take very long for things to rewild themselves, just like those clips of Chernobyl, which is kind of what I think the inspiration was for the how it would look. Yeah. So. Um. So yeah. So life on our planet. Eric, did you like the part where they said uh, in Palau they shut down three, what is it? One third, third. or three quarters? Yeah, one third, right? Yeah. Of the fishing areas, and then it ended up coming back so strong that it spilled into all the areas that you could fish. Yeah. <laughs> I also thought it was cool when they talked about the Netherlands and their um, like hydroponics and how the, I didn't realize they're actually the second largest exporter of food in the world. And they're one yeah. of the smallest countries by landmass. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Remember, you guys remember the 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 rubbing beach live stream with the killer whales? And like it's not octopus. live all the time. Yeah, it's, it's like, like live, but it's blank, and it's yeah. like an octopus goes by, a harbor seal, a killer whale. You're <laughs> you like, oh my god! Red dot yeah, says live. Like, I feel like I'm so cheated by that. Caitlin got really mad. I had to like point it out to her. I'm like, Caitlin, this is perfect. Yeah. Yeah, they're off the Channel Islands, the Nautilus live cam. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, so um, yeah, they got Hercules out there right now in Argos, yeah. Are they on a dive right now, Slater, or are they just yeah. like... Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at a rock right now. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a... Uh, I don't know what those are called. 
Like, yeah. uh, there's like little, they look like little red crabs. Yeah, I've been clicking on it the last few days, and like every now and then, I mean, one day they were like 3,000 feet deep, and you're still seeing like bottles down there and stuff like that, you know. And, uh, they have little hands. I wonder if they can pick up trash while they're down there. They can. They can pick up stuff. They can sample stuff. They wanted to do a, a microplastics uh, uh, survey, too. Um, what's really neat is I had to. I also had to describe to someone. You, you might notice, like, towards the middle of the screen, there's, like, two dots that are always there. Oh, uh, yeah, that's to measure stuff. Yeah. The, the, oh, the green ones, yeah. Yeah, so you can – they're set at a certain distance, so you, it's hard to tell, you know, what the actual size of something is by looking through the screen. So those are there for – for reference but yeah it's cool there's like little urchins and lobster carapaces what is that thing a sea feather it might be a sea pen yeah it looks like you could draw with that thing like they used to in the old days <laughs> like a feather <laughs> feather <laughs> but yeah that's been something to watch so it looks like they are at the sponge gardens and coral colonies off of the south slope of anacapa is what it says yeah, cool. cool. Eric, are you going to be there on Sunday or what? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's why I texted you last night. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be getting the boat ready for you, and then we'll go find whales and cool oh stuff. Gosh. Yeah. I want lunch feeding at sunset. Thanks. Bye. Bro. Yeah, last That's last not even October. that much to ask for, Caitlin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, October is always a – fall's always a good sunset uh, time, so we'll see. Uh, my last October – oh, my God. You know what's so funny? One, 2017 was, like, by far the best year that I had in Monterey. Well, t my first year was pretty good there, too. But, like, where I actually was pretty much full-time, you know, on Discovery on the water. Yeah. Because we had, like, killer whales a lot, blue whales. You know, we had sunrise trips, sunset trips. We did a lot in 2017. But it's funny because October and November, on all my years in Monterey, except for 19, I don't even know if I was in Monterey that that time. But all of those days are like lunch feeding humpbacks, killer whales, like beautiful water, like beautiful weather. Uh, yeah, October, November is by far some of the best I've seen. Yeah, I was looking at my, my favorites. Yeah, I was looking at some of my logs and photos, and yeah, I think some of my best trips were November. November has been pretty good. Yeah, yeah I was actually just looking through your October all day trips photos. The ones I, the my photos from that day. Um, we had more lunch feeding than I remember, um, but we had a great trip. We had blue whale, we had dolphins, we had lots of rizzos. We had Slater. Is your uh, Slater has an October trip too, right? Does no, he sold November. Out? My, November. my October oh, one yeah. sold out. My November one has five spots. Five spots left for November eighth. The time change. You know the time changed? I thought it was Halloween weekend is the time change. Yeah, November 1st. So I didn't. I had to move the trip. Like, the trip's going to leave at 8 a.m. instead of 10 a.m. Oh, because okay. if I want it to end at sunset, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I do want it to end at sunset. Oh, they're plucking something. They just took, <laughs> they just took the C thing. He's going to write. He's going to sign something right now. With it. <laughs> they're picking up the C pen, and they're going to sign their names with it. Look at it. That, that little crab thing is like what are you doing bro what are those <laughs> oh funny. cool they're like uh squat lobsters yeah they look like the pelagic red crabs they're, but yeah. a little bit different so they must be a different kind of squat lobster yeah <sighs> all right guys well it was good to talk to all of you again what i have more news 
Oh, what's your news? There's a lot more news, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, I have more news. Um, so I just signed them off. My, my wife goes, "Wow, you just signed them off, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, getting I'm, intrigued by this I'm video. Done. Bye. Blair's <laughs> like, I gotta watch him sign their name with the pen. I gotta know. go. <laughs> Might be the first time anyone's done it. Yeah. <laughs> watch now, so I just gonna get hooked on watching the Nautilus all night. Oh my gosh. Okay, so what came across my um, news feed yesterday is that Maui County actually just filed a lawsuit against the 20 fossil fuel firms um, on Monday. So they filed a liability claim trying to hold the fossil fuel industry accountable for their, relo- for their role in delaying cl- action on climate change. And Maui is actually the third county in Hawaii, Hawaii's, wow, I am tripping over my words, to file such a suit. Um, so the county is alleging that the major petroleum corporations, including BP, Chevron, ExxonMobil, um, executed a decades-long campaign to downplay the climate risks of their products in order to delay regulation and maximize profits. Um, and so after having their hottest year on record and then their worst wildfire season last year, and then also dealing with the issues of rising, um, seas and shoreline, um, structures being lost and damaged and Maui County taxpayers having to pay for that, um, for all those expenses dealing with coastal erosion and fires and things like that, um, which they're estimating is billions of dollars worth of. Uh, spending to deal with, they're going to try and pass that on to the fossil fuel corporations. So um, they have, let's see, it has more than 3.2 billion in assets at risk of inundation from sea levels rise by the year uh, 2100. And they project that 2000 residents will be displaced by rising seas by that same year. So pretty interesting. I didn't realize that different counties in Hawaii were starting to sue the fossil fuel companies. So in March, Honolulu County also did the same thing um, and brought a civil suit or a liability suit against the fossil fuel industry. So um, if we can't shame them into doing the right thing, I guess everybody's going to sue them because in California, the crab industry also sued the fossil fuel companies for their demoic acid years where they lost um, their season wow. because the ocean was too warm and the crabs were toxic. Dang. Crazy. You know what's crazy is I'm surprised that like insurance companies don't sue them. Because then they got to fork up all their money. Having to pay out claims on all the damages that are fueled by fire and stuff. Yeah. But (sighs) insurance companies are also starting to compartmentalize their packets. So wildfire is different than a standard house fire when it comes to insurance. That's kind of a scam to deny your claim. So you have to buy wildfire insurance in addition to, you know, fire insurance that's normal in your homeowner's policy because they're just as scandalous in my opinion as the <laughs> company well, funny. so yeah i thought that was pretty interesting that now um counties in the u.s are starting to say hey you know you're costing us billions but I mean, the other thing that's so wild to me is that when i lived in maui the power plants are fu- are fueled by diesel for part of the island 
<laughs> like they tank, they ship tankers over with diesel, deliver it on the, you know, Kahului side of the island, truck it over to the Ma'alaya side of the island and pump it into that power plant right there by the harbor. Hmm. I mean, we have the wind turbines and we have solar fields as 30% renewable on the island, but the rest of it was was oil getting shipped to us. Yeah. I so wonder how you using oil, you're shipping it over to yourselves. Yeah. I wonder how different counties are, you know, pushing these claims and this and I wonder if area certain areas can strengthen their their uh, case by saying especially being on an island or by the coast, you know, sea level rise and stuff like that you can mm -hmm. always push more so i wonder if certain areas have a little bit easier have an easier or more of a stronger case you know being in a certain area Maybe yeah well part of the news coverage on the honolulu um case also mentioned um damage from hurricanes so it would be interesting to see if the gulf coast states start to pull that to off and say something i kind of don't think they will just based they, on they that can't well, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That might backfire on them. <laughs> but at the same time, maybe it'd be a refreshing change that they really do need. Yeah, the Gulf Coast is, yeah, that's a touchy area. <laughs> because the Gulf Coast makes a lot of money off of fossil fuels, but they're also bearing the brunt of worsening hurricane seasons, and that costs a lot of money as well. Yeah, very true. So. Did you guys... Since I missed the last episode, did you guys talk about Cuvier's yet? Is there, I think that's old oh, news by now. No, we didn't talk about it. No, yeah, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, pretty impressive. Well, do you have the number of minutes on on you? Uh, three hours and forty two minutes. Yeah, almost that's four official. hours. Isn't that insane? Yeah, so two hours and two hours and seventeen minutes just got obliterated. Yeah. Where did they tag it? I don't know. I for completely forgot. I have the articles here somewhere. Let me see if I can pull them. Wait, what do you mean they got obliterated? So two seventeen was the old record. Now it's three forty two. For dive time. What is three? What three hundred forty two minutes? Um, three, three hours, hours forty two minutes. minutes. What? Imagine I can hold my breath for three minutes and forty two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! This is a really old article. First yeah, I don't know. I have it here somewhere. I just can't find it. Um, I found the news article. Where did I put it? Probably put it in my wildlife folder. The uh... so people are from Duke University that they interviewed. That's not necessarily helpful. I know it, it's been a rumor for a while now that we knew, you know, that researchers were, were tagging whales that were going three hours. But, yeah, it just finally took them to the official. Oh, it's in my Marman folder. Um, oh, yeah, I have the folder pulled up, too. Go ahead. It took them, yeah, just now to officially release the paper, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was a Cuvier? Yeah, Cuvier's again. Um, where did they tag this guy? Wow, I actually... Wait, I'm trying to pull up the full PDF. Yeah, that will give the location. But there is, I, I, I think I read the app. Something in the abstract was saying that they're, you know how we always say they would 
stay on the surface longer to recover after a longer dive. They're saying with Cuvier's, it's not even, they'll just, they'll just go right back down. <laughs> yeah, we found no relationship between the longest 5% of dive durations following an inner deep dive interval. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you found that part. Yeah. I was like, damn. Um, oh, okay. Here's the paper. Blah, blah, blah. I keep looking for the PDF, but I think I'm supposed to pay for it. So. Why do we have to pay for science? That's who, stupid. It who doesn't. Wait, download. Who withholds science from people? Hmm. It says uh, Sea Shepherd Conservation Society on YouTube. Never before seen drone footage of Cuvier beaked whales in 2017. I feel like that's false. False. Um, did it come from the Gulf of California? There was a project going on down there. Oh, is it just because it was in that area? Because I know that I know some people that have filmed Cuvier's here. Yeah, and I've seen yeah in Azores. I've I know seen drone footage project. of birds. I don't know if I've seen drone footage of Cuvier's from Monterey. You know, I saw some guy. I saw Cuvier um, just just the other day in uh, what's it called, Catalina. Oh, cool. He sent it to me. He's like, what the heck are these things, dude? <laughs> He's a fishing boat. Isn't that crazy? The 216s were seen two times recently with the with the white killer or the gray killer whale. Oh, uh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were way up there. Yeah. Or way down oh, there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I did see those reports. I think they were. They were. It was, so it was, it was actually really close to like. Uh, oh, Catalina, wasn't it? No, it was, it was basically straight out behind Catalina, closer towards. Uh, what's it called, though? Um, Santa Barbara yeah. Island, but Santa still Barbara like Island. way offshore. Yeah. Oh, this guy's this guy's taking something from the ocean floor again. What is it? Is it's it your sheep? Your sea pen? Your sea? No, pen. it's a sea tree. <gasps> he almost oh, just I knocked a piece of coral off. Probably a coral. Um, I'm looking at different news article and I can't find where this whale was. Yeah, they just mentioned Duke, but for some reason they're not talking about the location where they where they tagged it. Wow, oh, they're pretty. They're pretty shallow for an ROV right now. About twelve hundred. Oh, it tells you the depth. Yeah, on the right hand side of the screen, this is live data. So Hercules is at twelve sixty three right now. Where are, I, they, are they trying to get the bigger piece on the top or the little piece of that red fan? Oh no, Argus. Oh, the little like, piece on the the red fan. Oh. Argus okay, well, we'll have to get back to everyone with the beaked whale location because um, we can't find it. <laughs> if everybody could just, like, make their science free, that'd be cool. I know. Who withholds science from people? Who would do that? Unfortunately, scientists. <laughs> realize. Yeah, I'm good just, answer. Later, scientists. I'm just being a jerk. I just thought you guys would get what I'm trying to say. But <laughs> no, I did. I did get it. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> We always get it, Eric. You're on audio only, Eric. You can't wink, wink at us. <laughs> well, what's funny is I'm still like doing things even though I'm on audio only. <laughs> like, uh, I know you can't see me, but I'm still making faces at you. I'm still making faces still and smiling. doing hand gestures and smiling. And um, Eric or Slater, did we talk about the beluga last episode? I can't remember. Which one? The dead the one that was Yeah. So there was the sighting of the live beluga whale in San Diego. Yeah. In June? In July? It's pretty cool. I was driving across the country, I think, because Jamie texted me and I was driving and I saw the text like go through on the how I had my GPS mounted. And so when we stopped for gas, I was like, no way. And then I looked it up and I was like, whoa. Um, it probably just got so, let go out of SeaWorld. <laughs> or, 
or it was one of the military ones. Military ones, people. Uh, <laughs> but then there was a, a beluga found dead in Mexico, like yeah. two weeks ago. Yeah, over there by. Spanish. Oh, that's probably yeah. the same one. Yeah. They think it is because the peck fin has that same little turn in it. So, yeah. Yeah. So wherever it came from, it obviously couldn't find enough food. So. Yeah, it probably doesn't know how to forage in our in our seas down here. I mean, I have faith that it probably could find squid, but maybe not what it you know is used to eating. Man, if it stayed alive longer, but been hanging out with gray whales down there. Chin, the gray whales are like, what? how did you get Whoa, down here? Did you follow us? <laughs> that's true. The gray whales, be here. Yeah, that's very true. The gray whales would be like, hey, what are you doing yeah. down here? They might even speak together. They might even be friends. You don't even know. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure up in the feeding grounds, they like pass each other by. Maybe yeah. the gray whales like their singing because the blue are like the canaries of the sea. There was a Dana Wharf had a, a northbound gray whale a few days ago. I saw yeah, they did in Newport too. Yeah. It's pretty. It's not unheard of. I mean, I, I still remember having even like summer summer gray whales, June, July whales every now and then. Creepy. I think it was just like getting drunk in Mexico for the last few months. He's like, screw it. I ain't leaving this year. No, it's <laughs> he's, like, oh, he's probably just like, I'm just going to have to keep coming back down here anyways. You know, I'll just stay. But there's no food. There is, though, I guess. Like he thinks the guy that I was talking to, he said he thinks they feed there every year. Well, they always... where I was. They said, you know, they see the whales trying to feed, but they don't think they're actually getting anything. Yeah, but they must. Why would they waste all that energy, though, you know? They're pretty smart about not wasting energy, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, it's probably a little, little bit. I mean, they're getting snacks, but... I uh, doubt there's, yeah. there's like, it's, it's abundant for sure, because the water's not as cold, but... I don't It'd know. Be they must be getting food. to see, like, what lives in the sand in the lagoons. Like, if they are scooping up the sand, are they actually getting anything? You know? Yeah scallops i guess isn't there like pistol shrimp down there eric pistol shrimp are pretty widespread yeah there'll be some there well the guy was telling me that it's so loud in the water Mm -hmm. in there like when the gray was there yeah i guess you can hear the pistol shrimp i mean it is when i stuck my gopro in that's all you could hear i'm surprised you haven't heard of them slater but uh hindon harbor on certain years you can hear the, the pistol shrimp there's so many of them yeah over in your homeland, they, Do they have they, a little gun or what? Uh, <laughs> they have a claw that does this super, super fast little snap, and it can create that sound. Yeah, uh, it's like yeah. a mantis shrimp, huh? They're they're very similar. Mantis. Ooh, shrimp. mantis shrimp versus pistol shrimp. Shrimp, the shrimp world's nerd. deadliest. Do you think they're related to uh, like crawdads? Distant relatives. Somewhere way up the chain. Freshwater homies. <laughs> Did you guys talk about the orca and the sailboats? No, we didn't. Where at? In Spain. Spain. What'd it do? There's this group of killer whales. I was kind of waiting to see what further observations revealed about it, because some scientists are trying to track them down now. But there's this group of killer whales that's been ramming boats. Um, oh. And, like... People are saying that they're like breaking the rudders and disabling vessels, and um, it's happened to multiple boats now. So it wasn't like one boat provoked them and they were just like getting back at them. It's like this weird harassment thing going on. 
Oh my gosh, I'm watching the video clip. <laughs> what? The, Dude, orca? The, the orca is hitting the rudder. Yeah. And that you can see the wheel like jolt jerking back and forth, I think. Yeah. But yeah, they've 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 uh kind of updated people on that. Are they, they actually ramming it or are they just hitting bumping it? Like, you know, they're playing with it. Because maybe the, maybe the killer whale found out that the rudder moves, you know, and then it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's like just pushing yeah. it from one side to the other. Yeah, the new updated like articles are are saying that yeah, this whale probably had incidents with with a boat before, and it's you know it's a it's a thing that's going on. Dang. Yeah. But that's crazy. I, I don't think people should expect uh, you know a whole bunch of warfare attacking boats now. It's just a. Uh, Oh great! Now I definitely gonna have to yeah. stop calling them killer whales because then it's gonna like. Caitlin, what are you looking at? You look pretty intense. I'm reading the latest article that came out. Oh wait, no, um, this isn't the latest article. Yeah, there's a later. One. Yeah, there's a later one about the details, like why they think it's happening, and. Was that in Marmam? Um. Yeah. I oh, I think it was in Marmam. Yeah, there was a little like so note. Long. There was a note on it because the world was going around saying, oh, they're attacking and all orcs are dangerous, but they're going to bring up that it was more like uh, these few whales and they had a previous incident that probably boat before, you know, and stuff like that. I'm going to stump Eric. You ready, Eric? Uh, I don't care if you stump me because I'm a scientist and scientists will never know everything. <laughs> Eric, how big is the barrel eye fish? The barrel eye fish? I don't know my deep water fish, bro. Probably, probably only a few inches. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I think at the most it's like four inches. It's like centimeters, dude. Yeah. I know we got them out here in the canyon. But I've never Later, seen one. Text me that out of the blue. Like he said something. He it made no sense. He was like, "What the heck?" The barrel ten centimeters. You guys know how big ten centimeters about? is? And it's about three to four inches, dude. Come on. 10 centimeters? Well, 30, 30 centimeters is a foot. My my freaking pointer finger is as big as this fish, and they make it zoom. They're so zoomed in that it looks like it's like, you know, two feet long or something. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> that's, Dude, why you need, that's why you need lasers on, on those photos, like the Nautilus <laughs> And the way they talk about that fish is like it actually can look up through its head and find its prey. It's like, what prey? The prey is so small, I can't even freaking see it. <laughs> Babe, this fish is actually only four inches. Now he's showing Margo's doing science right now. She's like, whatever, Slater. I don't, I don't have time for this right now. Uh, um, but you know what's crazy is there's probably been a day where we were driving in the Monterey Bay and we drove over one of those. Dude, but, we drove over a lot of cool stuff and we don't know it. I still remember well. probably many times. In fact, my first Barrett's Beach, well, we almost, I mean, that thing just popped up so close to us. We're like, ah. <laughs> Dude, think about how many things we've driven over. I remember my first few days on the Chabasco and we had that piece of Jed dead squid just a piece of dead squid that was like four feet long and about like three inches thick and jj wouldn't let me put it on the boat <laughs> i was like, jj dude this is like science it's like it smells i was like oh my god this is like science 
Imagine, okay, that was just a piece of squid, dude. Four feet long, three inches thick. Imagine how big the whole thing was, you know? Oh, I found the note from Marmam. Yeah, what did it say? Since July, 33 interactions of killer whales with sailing boats have been registered. Six in the Strait of Gibraltar, then five on the Portuguese coast, and 21 since mid-August in Galicia, northern Spain. The ones in Galicia are the ones that made the news. Um, the boats that were targeted by killer whales during the interactions were later inspected to be uh, better understand how the interactions occurred and what types of contacts took place. The interactions were mostly limited to the rudder of the boat with marks found on the hull or signs of physical contact of the animals with the structure of the vessel. Only 15% of the encounters with killer whales were classified as interactions which resulted in some kind of damage to the sailboats. In any of the interactions, people were never endangered by the direct activity of the killer whales. However, some risky situations occurred during nighttime and during long-lasting interactions due to the abrupt movement of the steering wheel or turns of the boat, which caused distress to the crew members due to their lack of experience with killer whales and their behavior. Um, let's see. They explain the group of people that are working on it. Um, they have more than 700 records of killer whales on the Iberian coast in the last 20 years. The three interacting killer whales have been named the Gladys, um, black, white, and gray. And all were observed from June to August this year in the Strait of Gibraltar. Additionally, two of them had already been observed in previous years in that area. Uh, in the Strait of Gibraltar, individuals have been observed relatively frequently with injuries caused by friction with fishing lines when they try to steal tuna already hooked on the long lines. And so these are like some type of offshore killer whale then, huh? Yeah. What Big fish. I think on, I was watching Discovery Channel when I was home, when I was laid off, and they kind of covered some of this when they were actually covering, I think, tuna. Mm-hmm. Um, but they talked about this depredation with killer whales and how um, how the fishermen are kind of afraid of them. I don't know. Hey, um, didn't they have um, didn't wasn't there gray whale bones gray whale bones somewhere in like the Middle East? Uh, there were no. Well, that's the thing about bones. I mean, they were in the Atlantic long time ago, and I know. Every now and then they find gray whale bones along the East Coast. But the latest sightings of gray whales, there was one off of Namibia. And another one Where? off Israel, off the coast of Africa. Namibia. What? Yeah, that was a few years ago. You think it's one of our, our gray whales? Yeah, most likely across the over. Yeah, Northwest Passage, right? It's just yeah, living life, so. huh? Yeah. Wow, you guys, the Strait of Gibraltar is probably pretty cool to go through. Yeah. There's a big rock there. So, just to finish the thought they have there, yeah. the trigger for this strange and novel behavior could have been an adverse incident between these killer whales and a boat. Yeah, exactly. At the moment, there is still no clear evidence of when or if that actually happened, um, and the research group cannot confirm what type of ship could have been involved or if the incident was accidental or intentional. So they might have either got bumped into a boat or something, and then now they just like think all boats are funkadilly. Potentially. And, and it's one specific group of whales. 
Wow. Hmm. You say this straight of Gibraltar? It just kind of sounds like a movie or something. <laughs> you guys want to go there? Yeah. Yeah. Only if I get to go on a sailboat and something bumps me. The Gibraltar airport has a huge rock in it, in front of it. <laughs> I just told you, it's no freaking <laughs> You guys want to go there? Only on a sailboat with Orca. Wait, do you think that they have good whale watching? There is whale watching there. Jamie went when she went to the Barcelona conference. It's actually really cheap. They don't because... see whales every trip. Hey, listen, it's 600 <laughs> bucks to fly there. Right now? One we're, way not even allowed, we're not even allowed there, probably. Yeah, can, we're not allowed you can. to go there right now. You can fly anywhere. I keep talking to people, and they're like, yeah, I'm flying out tomorrow. I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, three, you just all you have to do is do a COVID test three days before you fly. That's it. That's how people are flying out of the country right now. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not down. Um, any other whale news we forgot, uh, forgot about that's important? So. They're seeing three humpback whales off Newport Beach. Same three? Ooh. Yeah, I think it's like ch- chalkboard, flicka, and twitch. Poor whale, it's like hurt and. <laughs> I feel bad because you know how the hurt whales go in Newport. <laughs> Remember, well, you already got Ted, even Ted says thanks to me and you. Oh, uh, Slater and Eric says um, Orange County is where humpbacks gonna die. <laughs> he said that during the ACS talk remember <laughs> if someone in newport heard that they would be so defensive about it dude it's it, there has been it's a lot true. of deaths and there's been probably i feel like more deaths in the recent years in newport than there has been in evergreen like, monterey scarlet um who else wally right there's like wally yeah yeah evergreen i know because i was remember acting it acted really funny and like three but still yeah no there's more i mean i'm i just stopped right there what was the one that they got in that was Entangled and that was Scarlet, right? That was entangled and. (laughs) Well, it's like weird because that 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 whale like completely like replenished her skin or and like it was like looking good and the next thing you know it's just like knock it, goner. Yeah. So I think that's about it for latest kind of cool news to talk about. Some other little things here, just like updates on things we already knew. Pectoral hurting, we know about that. Um, um, Northern. Since the three of us got together and actually did an episode, I'm sure we I missed know. plenty of whale news in the meantime. But you so, know, life happens. You yeah. know how I filmed humpbacks in Iceland? Yeah. Yeah. And they were like, like eleven, like I think there's like eight or nine plus in a line, and they're like doing. It's kind of like the trap feeding where they just come up with their hand, pectoral fins forward and they like take yeah. a gulp and then they like keep going. It's like they're okay. If you look in the video so closely, there's literally like they're not eating anything. Like it's not like it's like krill where you can you know what I mean? Because in in Monterey, even when it's gloomy, you can still see a patch of krill at the surface. So what are they eating? I don't know. I mean, it's got to be krill, right? Yeah, if you can't see this curl, I mean, they're not going to lunge for no reason. Like you just That's what said, I'm saying. It's so they're, not, they're not going to waste waste energy and calories, you know, doing but something. You literally can't no see reason. anything. It's probably curl. Maybe your your phantom needs a a special lens to pick up curl. No, because you know I have that video of them 
in the gloomy water where it's a big circle of krill. Oh, that's some of the best. That is literally the best lunch feeding you could possibly get because <laughs> it's so easy. You just literally go like within, like you just find the next little circle of krill that's within like so many feet of the humpback. And then it just like, and it's been in the same line, you know, and it's just like gulp, like Pac-Man. <laughs> gulp. Where like as anchovies, like you don't know if they're going to come up in the middle of it, on the edge of it. Yeah. I mean, they just kind of go wherever they please with the big school of anchovies. Yeah. yeah. The krill, they just eat the whole thing. <laughs> if it's patchy. Yeah, patchy krill's the best krill. <laughs> <laughs> for I filming think... with the drone. Yeah. I think that's about it. Uh, I think for... Oh, I saw a common dolphin again the other day. I was so happy. <laughs> yeah, that but you like... weren't in Monterey. I wasn't, I know, but I was still really happy to see common dolphin again and like big numbers and i saw a flying fish and a blue shark i was like yay warm waters flying fish in monterey dang no when i was in the channel irons wait what you went down and went out with island packers i went oh nice santa cruz island and yeah crossing there i saw um um uh yeah flying fish i was like yay haven't seen you in like five years so that was cool (laughs) That's and awesome. I went to and I went to Del Taco twice because that's not true. You saw flying fish in Hawaii, didn't you? Did I? I don't think so. I feel like you did. How could uh, you not have? I've I seen a lot of flying fish this summer. I don't think I've seen it. I didn't see them in Hawaii. I saw everything else, like barracuda and octopus and. Yeah, like every time we leave, there's flying fish. Oh. Maybe you All scared right. them. I'm signing you guys off. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm glad we all got back together. I hope we can do it on a more regular basis, but we'll see what happens. My season's over in like two more weeks, and I don't know what my plan is. So maybe you should oh, come, come to on my whole day trip on oh, November yeah, come here to Monterey. Yeah, exactly. I won't be quarantined by then. I don't think we have we'll wheels quarantined. Well, if I'm driving across the country. Oh, you got time. You're good. Just don't stop anywhere. Wear a mask. That's pretty tight turnaround. If my last trip's on November first, like only gives me a week to get there. Just freaking show up, Caitlin. God dang it. <laughs> what, babe? Yeah, your truck is turbocharged. Margo said. Oh my. God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, thanks for podcasting with me, Caitlin. You better show up, and Eric and I should have some cool stuff to talk about after the all-day trip on Sunday. Yes. Later. I- later. Are you flying? Are you? Are you? Flying, driving? When you? Oh, I'm driving, dude. Okay, I'll see you Saturday then. And then no, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go. All right, where, where do you work on Saturday? Mm, Blue Ocean. Uh. You're unplugged. I can't hear you. <laughs> oh, I pulled my cord out, yo. I was pu- I was playing with the cord and I pulled it out. <laughs> Saturday. Okay, yeah, I'll see you on. Uh, I'm coming up Friday, so we'll probably okay. get dinner or something Friday night. Oh, perfect. Okay. E U Lee or something, and I know Adam's coming. Um, I think he's coming the day of on Sunday because his friend needs a ride or something. So. Okay. Cool. All right. All right. I'll have fun, you guys. I hope you have good sightings. Oh, you mean you're not coming, Caitlin? This <sighs> Sunday? No, I'm so loser. To I just did that in sign language. If you leave now, you'd get here on time. Yeah. No, I would not. <laughs> you could get here in five days. Don't lie to us. Also, I need we to get math. paid for the last few trips of the season. Don't you have direct deposit? She's not in Oregon. Yeah, but I have to work them to get paid. But coming, yeah, coming here, you'll be closer to Oregon, to home. You should come here. 
stop, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Whale Nerds podcast. Yes. Glad to be back. If you guys don't follow us on Instagram or Facebook, it's Whale Nerds. And we're on like iTunes, Podbean, uh, what else? Spotify. 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 Yeah. So Stitcher, Google Podcasts. You name Pretty it. Pretty much wherever you it. get your podcast. YouTube's. YouTube. So. Turkeyburger.com. And thanks to our Patreon supporters, as always, for supporting our work. Yay. And if you want to do something for the podcast but you can't support us on Patreon, leave us a review somewhere or share the podcast with a friend. That would be my request. Woo! Thank but. you, guys. Thanks Thank for still you. listening. If you're listening. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.